All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my stimulus update for Monday, December 21st. Big stimulus news yesterday is that Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi struck a deal. I made a video yesterday breaking down what Nancy Pelosi said is in the deal. We still have not seen the bill, right? And at this point, it's likely we will not see any standalone stimulus bill, but the combined government funding omnibus and stimulus bill combined, because that's how they're doing it. So we still haven't actually seen the bill. So any reports at this point, beyond what Nancy Pelosi said in her Dear Colleague letter, beyond what Mnuchin said this morning, beyond what's in the spreadsheet I put together yesterday, based on Pelosi's letter, is simply coming from anonymous sources for various media outlets. Congress did pass that one-day stopgap measure last night to give themselves another 24 hours to get this thing passed along with the government funding. So we have a $900 billion stimulus deal, a little bit less than $900 billion actually, according to McConnell, coupled with a $1.4 trillion government spending omnibus. Congress is expected to pass both of these in a unified bill today. House will vote on this first. I have no doubts about this passing in the House. Then the Senate will take it up after that. With all the processes and procedures here, Senate may not actually vote on this thing until tonight, and it might go late. Will Sanders and Hawley get in the way of this thing passing? Well, this morning, Josh Hawley tweeted, the negotiators are saying they could only find enough money for $600 per person relief checks for working people. But mark my words, there will be hundreds of billions spent on special interests, banks, and government Will Holly and Sanders hold this thing up? I don't think so. I do think, though, they want to make their voices heard and loud and clear because, look, some people will say that they're sellouts, that they copped out. Is that criticism justifiable or not? You've told me your opinion. Don't want to get into that. But I think they're kind of posturing themselves here as opposed to the only $600 stimulus checks. They want more. So they're still making these big statements to kind of show people that that's still their position. But ultimately, I don't think they're going to block anything in the Senate today. Now, before we get into stimulus checks on employment and all that, let's talk a little bit about the surprise medical billing provision that is in this bill, okay? But before we get into that, I want to show you this tweet from Jerry Seinfeld thanking Chuck Schumer for pushing for the Save Our Stages legislation. Reportedly, as we said last week, Schumer was pushing for $17 billion in this thing for live venues. It looks like it came out to $15 billion in the final deal. So that's obviously a huge win for live venues. Is that disproportionate, though, compared to the $150 ish maybe a little more, for stimulus checks, right? Live venue specifically getting 10% of what people are getting for stimulus checks. That might be a little bit unbalanced there if you ask me, but now let's talk medical billing. Pelosi in her statement last night said the package includes bipartisan bicameral legislation that will end surprise billing for emergency and scheduled care. So what is this? Well, imagine this scenario. You have health insurance, okay? You're in an accident. You're rushed to the hospital. It's an in-network hospital that takes your insurance, right? but you are seen by an emergency room physician who is not an employee of that hospital, but of a physician staffing agency. And guess what? This doctor, though he or she is performing services at that hospital right now, he or she doesn't take your insurance. So what happens? Your insurance may have covered a lot of the, the, the costs associated from the hospital, right? Because the hospital is in network, but this ER doctor who is not an employee of the hospital sends you a separate bill for his or her services for hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, and your insurance kicks in like a hundred bucks or something, right? So it's kind of sounding like it's these arrangements that are being targeted here, okay? Report is that beginning in 2022, instead of charging patients for services like this, health providers like this ER doctor will have to work with insurers on a fair price rather than billing the patient directly. It's said that this will apply to doctors like in the example I gave, as well as hospitals and air ambulances, but not ground ambulances. Those ground ambulance companies must have some friends in high places pushing for them, right? 
All right, now let's go over the stimulus checks briefly. As discussed last night, there's a $600 stimulus check in this thing, $600 for non-dependent adults, $600 for children. I imagine the rules will be the same as the CARES Act, meaning dependent children under the age of 17 would be eligible for the $600. They're saying the same income limitations as under the CARES Act, mixed families now included. I've explained that many times here on the channel. I'm not going to go into that again. Unemployment, $300 a week for 11 weeks. PUA and PEUC extended for 11 weeks as well. So 11 weeks from the end of December. We're estimating that goes through March 14th, approximately $25 billion for rental relief. Um, those are basically the major items in there for the people. Steve Mnuchin was on CNBC this morning, said that he expects the first stimulus payments to go out before the end of the year. He said expect, he expects we'll get the money out the beginning of next week. Why so fast? Well, because now Treasury knows exactly where to send your money. There aren't all these hiccups that we had before with Social Security and paper checks and bank accounts and all that, right? Well, there will still be hiccups, don't get me wrong, but not nearly as many as last time, which is why Mnuchin can speak so confidently about the timing here. I've seen questions in the comments, right? Is SSI eligible? Is SSDI? Yes. If you were eligible last time, you'll be eligible this time, and they have your banking information, right, from last time. In terms of what to do if your banking information has changed, we will have to wait for more guidance from Treasury and the IRS on this. It's possible they may revive some kind of a portal, right, where you can update your information. Also possible that if your information, if your information has changed, the deposit will be rejected. You'll just receive a paper check in the mail. Also possible that they'll say, ah, if your banking information has changed, you're just out of luck, you're just going to have to claim this as a credit on your tax return, right? We don't know at this point what their position will be for those whose banking information has changed since the first stimulus payment. There's also the issue of the stimulus debit cards. Remember, Mnuchin was a big fan of these, despite their kind of bungled rollout. For those who receive stimulus debit cards, will these be reloaded with stimulus money for those individuals? We don't know. There's just a lot right now that Treasury and the IRS hasn't disclosed about the actual rollout here. Maybe they haven't even figured it out yet because this is all happening so fast. In terms of unemployment, that is obviously administered through the states. So your mileage will vary depending on the state you live in in terms of getting that extra $300 a week. On the unemployment, though, a Senate aide said there is this side hustlers provision in this thing, which is an additional weekly benefit of $100 a week in supercharged unemployment on top of the normal $300 weekly benefit amount. Who's this for? This is for someone who makes money from both a W-2 job and self-employment income, right? So they have a normal job, but they also have a side hustle or a side gig or something like that. So let's say this is you. Let's say you have a W-2 job, but you were laid off, right? So, uh, and you're eligible for regular unemployment, right? Because you were a W-2 employee. So uh, you'd be getting the $300 a week, but you wouldn't be eligible for PUA because you're already eligible for normal unemployment, even though you have a side gig. So what this is saying is that if that's you, if this is your scenario and you earn at least $5,000 a year in self-employment income, uh, in addition to your W-2, you can be eligible for this additional $100 a week on top of the $300 a week. We're hearing that this benefit will only begin after your state agrees to it with the Federal Department of Labor. On housing, we're hearing that as expected, this new bill will extend the eviction moratorium on evictions through January 31st. It is believed that this will simply be an extension of the CDC moratorium with the same eligibility requirements and income limitations. Rent relief, $25 billion, expected to be for both back rent and future rent. It seems they simply just took this from the bipartisan proposals arrangement that we went over previously right here on the channel with respect to rent relief. The rent relief will be administered through the state. So again, just like with unemployment, your mileage will vary on how easy it is to get that. Now let's talk student loans. The Department of Education has already, previous to this new bill, extended the payment pause on federal student loans to January 31st. Will this new bill extend that even further? 
we don't know yet. For small businesses, $325 billion in total for small businesses. Lion's share is PPP. $280 billion of that is going toward PPP. This morning, Mnuchin said the threshold for the second round of PPP is 25%. So we need to show at least a 25% decline in revenue from last year. Previously, we thought it could be 30% based on the bipartisan proposal. So it's sounding like they're making it easier for businesses to get a second round of PPP. Speaking of PPP, uh, Mnuchin said expenses paid for with PPP funds will be tax deductible. That's contrary to what Treasury said earlier this year, but now they're putting it in legislation that that's the rule, so businesses will like that. One thing that Nancy Pelosi didn't mention in her statement yesterday is that this bill will increase the meals entertainment deduction. Mnuchin said that this morning. Specifics of what that looks like, we'll have to wait for the bill. Like I said yesterday, Pelosi and Schumer are really positioning themselves here as saying that this bill is going to pass today, has a lot of gaps, is deficient, but Biden will save the day. Biden himself said this action in the lame duck session is just the beginning. Our work is far from over. We know that Dems will push for big stimulus after the inauguration, maybe even before that with a new Congress. Will they be able to get it is a different story. Even assuming they win both Georgia Senate, Senate runoffs here in a couple weeks, they will still need at least some Republican support to push something through the Senate, apart from the very scary option of ending the filibuster. Even with all 50 Senate votes from Democrats and independents, they would still need at least 10 Republican votes to get cloture on anything, unless they end the filibuster, of course. Will at least 10 Republican senators be down for more stimulus in just a month or two from now? Josh Hawley, I think, yes. Will others join him? Will enough join him? I'm not sure. We know the Republican position after the CARES Act was, well, you know, we got to wait and see. We got to wait and see uh, how this money is affecting the economy. So, all right, everybody, that is my stimulus update for now. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.